Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show and a big hearty welcome back to producer Joe. He was there hey! yesterday. We gave him a day off on Monday. Yeah. Although we worked in. How good, you doing, huh? buddy? Good I'm to see you again. Good. The audience always. missed you as always. Glad to be here, baby. Yeah. Glad to be uh, here. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go, Joe. Uh, Joe never holding back in the emotions of the show welcomes. One of these days we'll get that montage together. Yeah. I promise you. When we get a <laughs> when we get a full-time video editor, we'll do that. Hey, uh, listen, I appreciate you all, your patience with me. I was traveling a lot. I was up doing Fox and yeah. Friends. You were great tuning yeah. in. Ratings were really terrific. Really appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, I want to thank the Fox and Friends crew. Uh, for those of you listening on the audio, uh, I'm going to show a few pictures. If you want to check them out, I put them in YouTube.com slash Bongino. Those of you watching on YouTube, you can see it now. A couple of pictures of me behind the scenes with Steve and Ainsley from Fox right. and Friends with U.S. Open champ, uh, golf champion Gary Woodland, by the way, who could not have been a more genuine, authentic, nice guy. That's the closest I'll ever get to a U.S. Open golf trophy, by the way. Great picture. (laughs) Picture number two, we did a grappling Brazilian jiu-jitsu seminar. My buddy Matt the Terracera, former UFC champ. Uh, Ainsley, who learned the rear naked choke during Fox Nation segment afterwards. (laughs) So I appreciate that. And I threw in an old school pick here. Again, you can check it out, youtube.com slash Bongino, of me in my Secret Service days trying to pick me out with a couple of my buddies out there. Matt, Sarah, and my current instructor, Joe Scarola from the old days. Look at Matt, how young he looked and look at me, uh, how bean poly I looked. I was about, uh, gosh, I don't know, 46 pounds back yeah. then. So check that out, youtube.com slash Bongino. Uh, courtesy, one of my buddies there sent that over. So thanks a lot, fellas. Alright, let's get to the content today. We've got a great show ahead of you. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Genucell, they have a great product out there. Hey, are you a man or woman over 40 and worried about your blood pressure? Yeah. You may be. Heart Factors Plus is a new. Now, are you, Joe? That's good to know. I got to get you some. Good. I'm going to have them send you some. Heart Factors Plus is a new natural formula that boosts nitric oxide levels, which naturally maintains healthy blood pressure levels, boosts libido and performance for men safely and naturally. <laughs> it's true. Both your blood pre- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> both your blood pressure and performance are linked to better blood flow and circulation. Obviously. Dozens of clinical <laughs> studies prove it. Heart Factors Plus worked for tens of thousands of men and women to support healthy blood pressure, support energy production, and maintain healthy functions. You know what I mean. Call now to try Heart Factors Plus risk-free. For a limited time, get a free bottle with your order and faster results than you ever thought possible or your money back. No questions asked. Just go to heartfactorsplus.com. That's heartfactorsplus.com. Mention my name. Receive a free bottle of the brand new coenzyme Q10 and fish oil formula just for trying Heart Factors Plus today. Take one of these before a workout. I always feel a little better. Just go to heartfactorsplus.com. That's heartfactorsplus.com. All right, Joe, I missed the bell. Let's go. Hey! Nice. I love it. Okay. So uh, we got past our thank yous here. Last night, a uh, I thought a terrific speech by President Trump. Uh, he had his kickoff rally for his reelection campaign just north of me in Orlando. He did an absolutely spectacular job. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, I think even CNN and some of the far left media outlets are starting to acknowledge 
that, and I'll get to the polls later. Don't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I want to cover a very specific thing about some of the negative polling on shows, so don't go anywhere. But I'll get to that later. I think CNN's starting to acknowledge it. Maybe these apocalyptic polls, Joe, you know the ones I'm talking about. Yeah. Trump's going to lose by 50. Is that even possible? Trump's going to lose in the biggest landslide ever. I think CNN is starting to acknowledge, based on these crowds and the energy surrounding his reelection, that they may be, again, misreading this. Here is an interesting, I, I, I tell you, a rare moment of honesty on CNN. It's about a minute exchange uh, where one of the commentators breaks down Joe and he's like, yeah. hey, man, uh, are we going to ignore 100,000 people RSVPing to a Trump event in Orlando? He's been president two years. The excitement's supposed to ebb right now, not mm-hmm. flow. Check out this cut. And really, hat tip to them for a moment of of honesty. Stayed at home. That's a very, very concerning problem for Democrats. We have to give those voters a reason to come out again. David Challey, did I read? Go ahead, ahead, David. To what Bakari is saying, uh, and he's mentioned it several times now, I do want to underscore it. I think it is really instructive. When you look, this notion of excitement, of enthusiasm, when you look at people pitching tents Mm -hmm. and and waiting for two days uh, to get in, the Trump rally to for people who are just coming out of the woodwork because they are so committed and loyal to this man that they want to see and and join this effort of this real you have to ask yourself among those 23 democrats which one of those do you think are going to have people that would be pitching tents uh, a day before a rally to get inside and show their support and i think that, obviously i don't mean that literally but i do mean that as an instruction that you have to think through which one of these democrats can enthuse their supporters that much that they can like take this battle to the president i think that's going to be a big question in this primary season yeah wow Right, Joe? I mean, you when think, I sent you yeah. that this morning, you're probably watching that saying, I, uh, is that really CNN or is yeah, that a parody of CNN? Exactly. No, that's yeah. really CNN. But I, I think I think their fear is that they may be making the same mistake they made with Hillary. Again, I'm going to get into the polls later, so don't go anywhere because there's an up and a down, a good to the bad. Right. The polls are all apocalyptic right now. Mm, stand easy on that one. But how can you... The guy, President Trump had 100,000 RSVPs for a 20,000-seat arena up in Orlando, the Amway Center. Yeah. He had 100,000 RSVPs. Folks, I'm not naive, okay? Crowds are not dispositive. It doesn't mean the race is over. Trump's going to win in a landslide. It doesn't mean that either. Let's not go crazy on the other end either, okay? But having been through campaigns, I hate to cite my services. I don't like to wear you out in the Secret Service, but there was bona fide experience with me and presidential campaigns. Mm-hmm. Quite a few of them. Crowds and energy matter. I told the story on Fox and Friends yesterday. I remember specifically the Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton primary. Joe, who was favored in that? Hillary, remember? Yeah, I sure I do. Yeah. Hillary was some... Barack Obama was an upstart, this this senator, you know, he, he was a refreshing candidate for the Democrats, but they were like, yeah, do your thing. You'll finish second. You'll be the next guy. Right. There was never an expectation that Obama was going to win. Right. Folks, I kid you not. I was getting calls from Secret Service agent friends of mine on what they call CNOS, the campaign nomination operations section, uh-huh. a campaign detail uh-huh. agents who get assigned to Obama. He, obviously, he wasn't the president. He was just a candidate at the time. Right. Joe. They were telling me, and I told this to my wife. She remembers the conversation. They were like, Dan, this guy is going to win. He's going to beat Hillary. I'm telling you right now, the crowds here are insane. Meaning the size, mm-hmm. not that they were literally crazy. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the crowds were nuts. Hillary was not packing them in. Why does this matter? 
And why does this matter now for Trump? Again, not this positive. Doesn't mean the race is uh-huh. over. Uh, let's not be ridiculous on either side. Let's do a fair analysis here. But a couple things. Number one, crowds matter. But number two, they matter for two reasons. Number one, energy and free media. Folks, let's be honest. The energy of a campaign is contagious. You watch Joe Biden on TV with 170 people at his rally. And I tweeted last night, Joe, I I was not kidding either. There were more people on the line for the bathroom at Trump's rally last night in Orlando at the Amway Center Uh than there were at Joe Biden's rally last week. (laughs) I'm not kidding. People were like, oh, that's so funny. It got 10,000 retweets. People are sending the LOL emoji. (laughs) I was not kidding. I'm glad you thought it was funny, but I swear it was, I, I meant it as a fact. I have friends who were there yeah, and they were telling me the lines for the bathroom were longer. There were more people on the lines for the bathroom than were at Biden's rally. That was not a joke. You know, there's always a little bit of fact and humor. So yeah. number one, energy matters. It gives you free media. Free media gives you the, the air of, of, of a positive energy behind your campaign and what they call the big mo. Momentum. This matters. It's you know we're, we're human beings. We're we're you know we can be influenced by public. That's the whole idea. Of marketing. Marketing got people to believe that a pet rock was a real thing. Yep. People went out and bought it. This is free marketing for Trump. He stacked an arena two years into his presidency with a waiting list four times the size of the amount of seats in the arena. <laughs> that matters. <laughs> that matters. It's free marketing. But secondly, it matters for another more real, practical, down-to-earth reason, folks. Anybody can say, oh, crowd was big. That's good for Trump. Okay, why? Why does it matter? I mean, having run for office, I think I have a different perspective on it. Believe me, I never drew 20,000 people. My gosh. I know I have a loyal audience, but I got to tell you, if we did a podcast in Amway, if we had a 100,000-person waiting list or 80,000-person waiting for 20,000 seats, I would be astonished. Yeah, I'd, I'd be love very my happy, show. Very happy. Yeah. Right? We'd be ecstatic. Yeah. <laughs> but secondly, the more practical reason here, so energy number one, number two, you had 20,000 people in that arena and 100,000 people who RSVP'd. How do you think they RSVP'd? This is smart. Hmm. They didn't just say, hey, put me on the list. Can you write my name down? Ladies and gentlemen, the Trump campaign, unlike the first campaign, he wasn't a politician. I'm not knocking them, but they, it was a little chaotic. And a lot of Trump insiders will tell you that. The first campaign was a little bit chaotic. He wasn't a politician. They didn't have a lot of these inside baseball folks. They tried to work on other campaigns, Rubio, Scott Walker, and others. This campaign is being run like an efficient business operation. They have an office out there in Virginia, very nice one. Brad Parscale's running a sophisticated data analytics operation, Joe. When you RSVP, Joseph, for the event, you are doing what the Trump team needs you to do. Put your data in. There I know. I get go. it. There's Right? Yeah. You know where I'm going with this? Because yes, Joe's been with me through three campaigns, too, know where you know we did the show yeah. through one of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Data matters. Why does it matter? Now, I know there's an, an inherent, and I get it, unease with giving people your data. When I say data, I don't mean your mother's maiden name and your social security hmm. number. I mean giving people your address, your voter contact info, stuff anybody could find online. But notice what I just said. Mm-hmm. Stuff anybody could find online. For me to find that information as a candidate, Dan Bongino, or candidate Donald Trump for the presidency, that costs money. You bet. 
Now the Trump team gets to save bucket loads of money they can put elsewhere because people who RSVP'd in Orlando gave their voter data. Oh my gosh, we did. Folks, It's the if you're serious about Trump getting reelected, give them your data. I'm not asking them to give them your social security number, you know, the age of your kids or anything, but your address and the fact that you vote so they can contact you and they know where you are and your email address, maybe your phone number for a text if you choose, your choice. That matters. Gosh, what I would have done, Joe, during my campaign for the for Congress and mm-hmm. for the U.S. Senate, to have a bunch of voters voluntarily give me their information so we didn't have to pay right. to find you. Yeah. We used to have to pay to go to Facebook, use the analytics. We would say, remember, Paula, we'd be like, uh, what do we do? Do we go to Mark Levin's page? You know, he's a conservative. Is that where we find conservative voters in Maryland? You know how much money it costs to do that? Folks, again, this is one of the benefits, I think, of this show, and I don't say that in any kind of arrogant, pretentious way. I don't mean it that way at all. But having run for office and having been in the Secret Service and been on campaigns and run campaigns, it's a different level of experience. Even though we lost, we learned a ton. I got up, dusted myself off, and now we do this in my job I love now. But those experiences were invaluable. Data costs money. When you pack 20,000 people in an arena who surrender their data to you and say, contact me before the election, it is now free for you to do that. Genius. Can Joe Biden do that? We used to have a guy, Joe, I'm not kidding, Mm -hmm. with a clipboard, my buddy Brandon, actually, and, and Kelly and others, a whole bunch of people on the campaign, they would walk around with a clipboard at events we did. Can we have your email? Can we have your address? You know how long that took to input all that stuff? Trump team, right? They're running a sophisticated data operation. Ladies and gentlemen, this matters. Yeah. So takeaway, big takeaway from last night's speech. Energy phenomenal, great marketing, free PR for Trump. He got to lay out his agenda last night. Excellent job. Crowds matter. And the second point of why crowds matter, you get the data for free. Data makes a difference. One more point about the speech last night, content-wise. If you missed it, he absolutely, and I went on Hannity afterwards and brought this up. Hannity and I had a great exchange. We were talking about my my segment on Fox and Friends with Matt Serra, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu thing, which I loved. I thought was awesome. By the way, Paul, I want me to mention, the segment is on my website, Bongino.com. Please go there. Lauren was kind enough, one of our great writers, to write up a piece about it um, and put the video of me doing some Brazilian jiu-jitsu moves with my, with my old buddy, Matt. So go check that out. It's definitely worth your time. But last night during the speech, I was on with Hannity afterwards. And it's funny because I know I got under the left-wing media's skin. The left-wing media, ladies and gentlemen, which is really all the media outside of Fox and OAN and others, um, they are desperate to make the Hillary-Obama- Spygate, collusion gate, Russia gate story go away. Desperate. You may say, well, well, why? I mean, it, you know, and I brought this up last night. The point I made last night, I should have come out with this as that headline. Trump absolutely scorched, blistered Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama for the spying scandal, the collusion hoax yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe scorched earth for five <laughs> minutes. And I came on afterwards and said to Sean, good for him for doing it. Promptly, media people on the left, Dan Bongino doesn't know Trump's not running against Hillary. No, I know very well. I was clear, by the way, I mentioned Hillary and Obama. Why did I do that, folks? I'll give you a second to think about that. All right. Why would Trump, who's not stupid, and his speechwriters, who were very good, 
Trump won the presidency with no political experience. Why would he spend upwards of five minutes, may have been more, blistering Hillary Clinton and Obama? Folks, who's leading in the polls on the Democrat side right now? Let's think. Hold on. Let's scratch that. Hmm. Oh, Joe Biden. Oh, oh, that's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Who right. just happened to be the number two official Joe yeah. in the Obama White House during the biggest political scandal of our time. How about that? How? How, How about, about that? that? How about that? <laughs> He's doing it for a reason. And that's why the media freaked out. Uh-huh. Dan Bongino bringing up Hillary again. Yes, and it will. I will continue to. Because the Hillary Obama scandal is going to smack Joe Biden right in the back of the head. He was there. There's a reason he's doing it. Trump's not dumb. He's not stupid. He knows exactly what he's doing. There's a reason he once scorched earth last night. Yeah. Don't forget that. Okay, I'm going to get to the polls again. I got a really stacked show today. We were packing up a lot of materials. I was driving, uh, excuse me, flying home yesterday on the plane. I was like, oh, I got so many great stories, including coming up next. <laughs> the, what, listen, AOC is a disaster. I think we all get that. Woo-hoo! But this is a total, complete debacle. We're going to go next. Don't go in here. Hey, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Brick House Nutrition, one of the finest, if not the finest, nutrition product out there, foundation. I love this stuff. This is the foundation of my supplement regime. A lot of you saw me on Fox and Friends yesterday next to Matt Sarah and in that picture, and I got a couple of nice compliments. Um, a couple of them said, Dan, you're a beast. Well, thank you, and thank Foundation. I'm not kidding. One of my favorite products out there. It is a creatine ATP blend. So it's not like having one extra gas tank in the gym. It's like having two. It is like creatine on creatine. It is that good. Folks, you want to perform better? You want to look better? You want your numbers to go up in the gym? Do you want that muscle tone? Do you want that that look, that rock-hard summer look coming up? This is for you. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up a bottle of foundation. I personally vouch for this. Love this product. And I will tell you this. If you don't believe me, I ask you to take the Dan Bongino patented. Just kidding. It's not patented, but I'd love to. The seven-day mirror test. Try this stuff. Give it about seven days to load. Take a mental snapshot in the mirror of what you look like. Come back seven days later. You're going to be like, wow. Joe, am I making this up? Tell me. Little Joe. Little Joe. Joe's son. Soon to be uh, entering the United States Marine Corps. Hoorah. Yes, Thank you, little Joe, for being willing to serve, buddy. He's not little Joe anymore. No. It's like a joke now because when I met him, he was a beanpole, and now he's <laughs> like a machine. He loves this stuff. I'm not kidding. I wouldn't use his name otherwise. It's good stuff. Go check it out. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up foundation today. Yeah, this stuff is great. We love it. All right, folks. Uh, let's, let's go to this AOC story because this is, um, you know, I know some of you, Again, have beefs with these AOC stories. But ladies and gentlemen, her endorsement is going to matter in this presidential election. And she is becoming a total anchor on the Democrat Party. Mm. Every time Representative Ocasio-Cortez from New York, who is the liberal socialist now, you know, queen of the Democrat Party. Forget Nancy Pelosi. She's been sidelined. It's all about AOC now and her four million, I think, followers on Twitter, which is enormous, by the way. Whenever she does these live videos, for those of you not familiar with the technology, AOC goes live on, what is it, Instagram Live or Periscope or all, I'm not sure, but she goes home and she does these videos, which she thinks makes her very relatable. Ooh. It's, I, I mean, literally, not figuratively, her, a cell phone camera or, or like a Mevo or something, and it's her in her living room or a kitchen cooking and talking to her audience. Folks, 
every one of these has turned out to be a disaster. It may make her appear relatable because you're watching her cooking, but she says things that are outrageously stupid. So hat tip to Caleb Hall on Twitter. He's at Caleb Hall for this tweet because she mentions in one. It's at Caleb J. Hall. Sorry. She mentioned in one of her uh, one of her ridiculous uh, online sesh video sessions the other day that the Trump immigration facilities they were holding people in were the equivalent of concentration camps. Now, Caleb Hall tweets and he's right. He goes, you can't make this up. On the left, AOC justifies her concentration camps comment by pointing to the uh, pointing out that the U.S. put the Japanese people in concentration camps during World War II. Now, look at her tweet on the right. AOC praises the man who put Japanese people in concentration camps during World War II. Let me read her tweets. Tweet number one. <laughs> Alexandria, okay, this is real, Joe. We're not making this up. The U.S. ran concentration camps before when we rounded up Japanese people during World War II. It's such a shameful history that we largely ignored. It was shameful, no doubt. These camps occurred throughout history. Many refused to learn from that shame, but here we are today. We have an obligation to end them. Here's her other tweet from a little while ago. She has this quote by Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and he also believed in healthcare, housing, education, and living wage should be guaranteed rights in the United States of America. He was the he was the guy who instituted the concentration camp. She's talking about you. He's right. You can't make this up. Now, this got worse because the left's ridiculous, absurd, over the line, outrageous gaslighting. On this concentration camps analogy she made, AOC is out of control, folks. I'm going to get to more of this in a second Mm -hmm. with a video montage, hat tip to the Trump uh, war room people, of media lunatics doubling down on these outrageous analogies. Now, I bring this story up because it's not just an indictment of AOC. So we have, uh, here's point, bullet point, takeaway number one from this. Her analogy is absurd, ladies and gentlemen, comparing Immigration detention facilities for immigrants who entered the country illegally, who are being placed in facilities waiting a legal trial, mm-hmm. who are being fed and being they can leave. Keep in mind, they can leave and, and, and go back to uh, wherever the country they originated from anytime they want. They don't want that. They want a trial in the United States, which they will get for their asylum claim. To compare that to the systematic extermination of 6 million Jewish men and women by gas, by burning, by shooting, by in some cases burying them alive simply because of their faith. Folks, even for the outrageous, over-the-top, discredited AOC, this is surely a new low. Now, you would think, you would think, hat tip, by the way, to Bill Hammer on Fox, who called this nonsense out. You would think reasonable, rational media people, whether CNN, the New York Slimes, WAPO, MSNBC, or elsewhere, would say, hey, this was not right, okay? Yeah. You don't compare an immigration detention facility for people who came here by their own volition illegally to a death camp. And then, by the way, she uses the term to AOC never again, which, of course, is always associated with the Holocaust. Uh, Yes. So let's not be coy about what she was saying. 
These are not even remotely comparable. On no planet, at no time, in any universe known or unknown, is our German concentration camps to wipe out Jewish people simply because of their religion in the most painful, horrific ways, killing their children, their parents, wiping out entire families, confiscating their property, their wealth, their lives, taking away an entire generation of people on no planet. Is that equivalent to an illegal immigrant coming here illegally and waiting for a trial to enter the United States on no planet? Now, I bring up the story again, not to double and triple down on AOC, who's becoming increasingly ridiculous Hmm. and a total anchor on the Democrat. I don't care what they tell you. Believe me, I've got pretty decent contacts still, even on the Democrat side. She is becoming an anchor. They panic every single time she gets on that live thing because her commentary is so juvenile and ignorant that now every Democrat's going to have to answer for it. Now, part two of this is this is a commentary on the media, too. If the media is honest, they're not. But let's just play the game for a minute and pretend the media had a shred of honesty in them. Okay, okay. AOC Joe, sooner or later, is going to make a presidential endorsement. Could be Elizabeth Warren. Could be Bernie Sanders. Who knows? Right, right, right. I expect, because Joe, you've seen this on the Republican side. When a Republican makes a statement that the media doesn't like, whatever it may be, and I'm not going to go through the list of them. Some Republicans say dumb stuff too sometimes. Remember, Joe, when that happens, every Republican running for office, as you well know, Joe, is responsible for that person. That's right, Dan. What's the first question out of the mouth, right? They come out and they go, uh, Joe, I know you're running for Congress. Yes. Um, I'd like to get you on the record about Congressman Joey Bagadonut's statement that uh, there's going to be a Martian invasion next week. You're like, well, what do you want? Well, you want a statement from me about his statement? Yeah. Ask him. That, I don't know what he was talking right. about. Does he have some kind of Martian context? Right. Is he in touch with uh, Captain Marvel or the Kree? Uh, is, 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 does he know Thanos? I don't I yeah. have no idea. I don't know what he was talking about. And they'll be like, no, no, we need you on the record, Congressman uh, Candidate Joe. I want you on the record about Bag of Donuts Martian Invasion comment. Of course, you're sitting there like, oh, okay, I don't think the Martians are invading. I don't get it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But when it's a Democrat who makes a, not only an outrageous, but a, I mean, a a level six, the highest level possible according to TDS, but also a level six horrible, absurd, outrageous, offensive statement like concentration camps and detention facilities are equivalent. Almost no Democrat will be asked this question. So I want to hit the media on this too, and I'm putting you all on notice. When she makes that endorsement, I expect one of the first or second questions out of your mouth. I want you to ask Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, or Joe Biden, whoever she endorses, Mm -hmm. hey, uh, do you think concentration camps are the equivalent of uh, holding illegal immigrants on the southern border awaiting trial? Is the United States running concentration camps on our southern border? I'll expect that question. Uh, Note this part of the show. We're about 25 plus minutes in. But secondly, I could go down the list. I'm just going to mention a couple. This, this, uh, I I mean, this inglorious bunch. You would think, as I said before, Joe, the media would run away from this and condemn this kind of outrageous nonsense from from Alexandria Mm Ocasio-Cortez. You would think. 
Well, you would think wrong oh. because you had people like Chris Hayes and others jumping out to defend this. Chris Hayes from MSNBC, Soledad O'Brien, noted collusion hoaxer who I don't know. She used to work at CNN. I don't know what she's doing now. But Soledad O'Brien defending the use of the term concentration camps by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I got to tell you, never in my 44 years did I think we'd be at a point where people who think they're credible media figures are actually out there defending an analogy between the United States' defense of its border and the wiping out of six million Jewish men and women in concentration camps. I, I honestly, I didn't think I would see that. We're now there. And it wasn't just one. It wasn't just Soledad O'Brien. It wasn't just Chris Hayes. There was a litany of people defending this ridiculous offensive analogy. Now, it doesn't end there. And I want to hat tip my friend Eddie Zipperer on Twitter, who always has great stuff on Twitter. Um, I saw this on his Twitter feed. In order to exaggerate what's going on at the southern border, Joe, and make Trump, Trump's a fascist, he's yeah. a tyrant. Of course, absurd, ridiculous. And what kind of fascist decreases government power? Decreases government power by giving you back more of your money and deregulating. In other words, decreasing the bureaucratic power of the executive branch. Does that sound like a fascist Man, to you? Like, how dumb do you have to be? Bad fascist. But that's yeah. a whole very, other issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in order to make Trump appeal <laughs> like some out of control, right, fascist tyrant, they have to exaggerate what's happening on the southern border with people who enter illegally. The Democrats want open borders. So I missed this outrage a week because we had so much content. But Senator Jeff Merkley, um, I'm sorry, I'm going a little bit out of order here, Paul. But if, if Senator Jeff Merkley put up this tweet a week ago about the use of Fort Sill in Oklahoma. He says, again, here we go with the internment camp, concentration camp analogies. But again, it was a Democrat with the Japanese-American internment camps, by the way. This photo of a Japanese internment camp represents one of the darkest chapters of our history. This is a tweet from a Democrat senator, another lunatic. Yesterday, it was announced Donald Trump will be reopening one of these camps to detain migrant children. <gasps> these children belong in homes, schools, and parks, not prison camps. So let's just, again, ladies and gentlemen, showing you how the Democrats constantly, constantly lie about Donald Trump. It never ends. We're now running prison camps, internment camps, concentration camps, according to these absolute lunatics like this senator, Merkley. What's the basis of the story? Well, here we do facts. I know it's trouble. Well, you can see here that Fort Sill which is in Oklahoma, yes, did house some Japanese-Americans put in these internment camps by right. Democrat President Franklin yeah. Delano Roosevelt, right? Yeah. Well, who else, ladies and gentlemen, who else used Fort Sill, which is, by the way, was never closed, I took a note here, has been continuously open, Joe, since 1860. Huh. In other words, Merkley's like, we're reopening an internment camp. He's making that up. Oh. That is factually incorrect. Fort Sill has been consistently in use since 1860. Merkley's lying, which is what he does. But his point uh -huh. that Donald Trump is opening up a prison camp, Joe, at Fort Sill right. to house illegal immigrants awaiting uh -huh. trial. Uh -huh. This is unique to no, Trump. He's a no. fascist and a tyrant. Uh-uh. No, it's a, let's put up this Reuters uh -huh. peach again. Hat tip, Eddie. This, I'll put this in the show notes, by the way, at Bongino.com, which I encourage you to read, strongly encourage you to read. 
It's a piece from, wait, wait, what? Do I got the date wrong there? June 9th, 2014. No, no, I don't have the date wrong. That is, yeah, what? Five years ago. What? U.S. to open third military base. Notice, Joe, notice, Joe, it says military base, not prison camp. Uh, Like this idiot Merkley had to say. To illegal child immigrants. So let's be clear. Before we get to the snippet of the piece we're going to use. So in 2014, who was the president? Oh, gosh. Who was the president? Think, think hard. Oh, Barack Obama, yes, Barack Obama B-O. was the president. Wow. So this piece, <laughs> yes, that's B-O. You're right. So B-O was the president. Here's the piece. Who opened up Fort Sill to house illegal migrants? Oh, okay. The Obama administration on Monday announced <laughs> that it's designating a third U.S. military base for emergency housing of children immigrating illegally into the United States without parents or relatives at the cost of caring for those minors as the cost escalated. Senior administration officials who asked not to be identified told reporters that an army base at Fort Sill, Oklahoma will initially hold 600 unaccompanied minors and eventually will be able to accommodate up to 1,200. What? It's the same base. It's the exact same policy. It's a base that was not closed. Merkley's lying because he's a liar. That's what liars do. It's been open for 150 years. Mm Mm-hmm. Secondly, Obama put immigrant children here illegally in the country in Fort Sill, Oklahoma. So where was the story back then by Reuters? It's a prison camp. It's an internment camp. Prison. Where was the story? The answer is nowhere. Because these people are media lunatics. They're hacks. Now, you may say, oh, okay, nobody really, I didn't see that story. And oh, you didn't? You may have missed that. Well, again, hat tip the Trump war room. Uh, Here are some clips from uh, MSNBC and others talking about Trump, again, using Fort Sill that Obama used in 2014 to house illegal immigrants, doubling down on the ridiculous narrative that we are somehow reopening prison camps. Watch these idiots in this cut. The Trump administration has new plans for detaining migrant children, this time at the same Oklahoma Army base that once served as an internment camp for Japanese immigrants and Japanese Americans back in World War II. Sadly, this is consistent with how the administration treats migrants in general. There are so many migrant children in U.S. custody that they will now be housed in two, on two military bases as well as a facility in South Texas. The Trump administration quite literally repeating a devastating chapter in our nation's history, detaining children at an Oklahoma Army base that was once used as an internment camp for Japanese Americans during World War II. George Takei is here to discuss these reports that the president is going to send unaccompanied immigrant children to an army base that was previously used as a Japanese American internment camp. All righty then. You know, I, 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 I genuinely, authentically, sincerely love my show, my audience. I was really, you could tell I'm, I got a lot of energy today. I slept mm-hmm. great. I was so tired. The wake-up call for Fox and Friends is like 3 o'clock in the morning. God <laughs> bless Gavin, Steve, Ainsley, Sabrina, Brian, who do that work every day. You guys are amazing. But I woke up this morning dying to get on the air, but I've got to tell you, I nothing, I love nothing more than stories like this. And when I say stories like this, I don't mean the Fort Sill story i mean debunking nonsense because it's so easy it's so easy they just make stuff up 
Fort Sill was not closed, and Obama used the exact same facility, and you failed to apply that label when he did it. If you really believe Fort Sill is a de facto prison camp, an utter absurdity in an attack on our U.S. military, by the way, why don't you put in there that Obama did it before? And by the way, a Democrat president was responsible for that internment policy. Why not throw that out there? The answer, because you're dishonest. You're just hacks. You're dishonest hacks. You have no principles. That was my whole debate on, on uh, yesterday's show, which uh, some of you missed it. I was surprised that YouTube didn't do better. That video of me debating Jason Nichols, I really enjoyed that. You yeah. can't ever nail them down on principles. So with my debate with Jason Nichols on Fox about foreign interference, is foreign interference bad or is it not? And if it's bad, why does Hillary get a pay? I'm just trying to get your principles. Yes, it's bad. Okay, why isn't it bad when Hillary did it? Right. On this story. Right. If using Fort Sill is bad because you think it's a prison camp, it's not, then why wasn't it bad when Obama did it? Because it's not about principles. It's only about you attacking Donald Trump. Just be honest. Headline, we hate Donald Trump, therefore we're making up a false narrative about a prison camp in Fort Sill. There you go. I'd be like, okay, the story stinks, but at least they're honest in their headlines. <laughs> They can't be honest, Joe, because they're total lunatics with a level six TDS infection. It's like Kreutzfeldt Jacobs disease in a brain, like prions eating away their neurons. They got like encephalopathy going on in their brains. Trump has done this to them. It's amazing to watch them collapse their integrity entirely. Don't, you know, Joe, you ever yeah. wonder to yourself, like we watched Joy Reid, oh, absolutely yeah. hapless Joy Reid. I don't even know who the other commentator was in MSNBC. But do you ever say to yourself, do they care at all about their professional integrity? Oh, yeah. I mean, do you do any research? Like, did you even bother to Google Fort Sill, Oklahoma, and say, you know, maybe we shouldn't run with this story because Obama did it too? Maybe? I'm very proud to say that mm -hmm. we don't do that. We're on the wrong side of an issue. We either correct it, but we have principles. You know, we don't agree with President Trump. And enough, I don't need to get self-celebratory. Mm -hmm. But really, I don't I need it. But I'm, I'm just trying to make the point, ladies and gentlemen, that principles matter. Yeah. Do you, did you not do basic research? Do you not have a producer who said, hey, uh, Joy, you may want to mention that Barack Obama did this too? Oh, pathetic. Pathetic. And we're here to call it out. All right. Law Shield. Law Shield. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're carrying a firearm for self-defense to defend your house, you need U.S. Law Shield. You are carrying naked if you don't have Law Shield. I'm sorry, but this is the part. I have U.S. Law Shield, uslawshield.com slash Dan. You need U.S. Law Shield. I'm a strong defender of the Second Amendment. I also carry a firearm. I recently became a member of U.S. Law Shield about three, four months ago, and I think you should too. You're carrying naked otherwise. U.S. Law Shield is unique because they don't only defend firearm owners who are forced to use their firearms to protect themselves or their loved ones. They provide educational tools and training to empower you. Folks, you don't want to be involved in, God forbid, a self-defense scenario and be out there naked. Law Shield, with Law Shield behind you, they are the ones who will defend you. They created a special website for my listeners, uslawshield.com slash Dan. You can get their five defender reports, invaluable information, by the way, worth $100, absolutely free. 
listen, I have a law enforcement background. I've been carrying forever. I can tell you in law enforcement, and I say this unabashedly, I did not have any friends I hung out with who did not have a product like U.S. Law Shield. And there's some other ones, but a Law Shield is the one I really like. They will be with you uh, to the end. Forget politics for a second. This is about being a responsible firearm owner. You'll be amazed at the number of legal potholes and scenarios you didn't even think of, and which is why these defender reports and this information are so valuable. Don't be out there naked with your firearm. This is a limited time offer. Get your free reports today. $100 value. USLawShield.com slash Dan. Again, USLawShield.com slash Dan. Okay. Um, just quickly, uh, you probably want to check out Hannity tonight. Uh, I don't have any inside baseball on it. I'm mm-hmm. not, uh, you know, I'm not being, but, but Hannity has uh, uh, Donald Trump on tonight for an interview, which is of Ken worth watching in and of itself. But interestingly enough, if you watched the show last night when I was on, John Solomon, excellent reporter at the Hill, teased the segment he's supposed to be doing tonight. So if it's not, if it doesn't air tonight, do the Trump interview. Forgive me. I'm. I don't want to like. But but I would set my DVR for Trump alone. But if this airs tonight, I'm I'm with bated breath here. Solomon last night teased it, and he said something we've been referencing for a while, according to some pretty strong sourcing on our end, that I think Solomon may have nailed. He says there are now two pieces of information, significant pieces of information the FBI lied on to spy on the Trump team. Now, we obviously know, number one, Joe, the fake discredited debunked dossier. Mm -hmm. Not news. Christopher Steele fed the FBI information. It was false. The FBI wrote the information warrant, spied on Trump. There there you go. Case closed, right? But Joe, you remember our show when I was over in Vietnam about the golden file? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You remember that? I do. Ladies and gentlemen. We've talked about this before. I, I'm hoping we get to okay. it tonight with Solomon because I, I, my sources were a little opaque on this. Hmm. I call it the golden file because I couldn't even think of a better name. Apparently, there is a file of information I believe was seen by higher-ups in the White House, potentially including Barack Obama himself, that was from a source. Who is the source? That's the big uh, question mark. That was not the dossier, but was even worse. In other words, not only was it debunked information, nonsensical information like the dossier, used as a predicate to obtain warrants, the source of the information and the level of absurdity of it, how easily it could have been discredited, I believe is even worse than the dossier. Um, I will be on Martha McCallum's show tonight. Mm. Please watch it. I will be a guest. I always appreciate when you tune into my segments. It means a lot to me and to Fox. But I also encourage you to watch Hannity tonight. Um, If Solomon comes on and talks about it, sit there like this. Because I am going to be waiting to hear what he has to say, too. I've heard about this, what I call the golden file, a long time ago. Just to be clear again what it is. We already know the dossier is debunked. Is there another file of information out there even worse than the dossier inquiring minds would like to know so stay (laughs) tuned tonight i am anxiously awaiting john solomon's new piece and of course we will address it tomorrow okay um uh, don't go anywhere again because i do want to discuss this poll stuff this is important there's a good and a bad and a downside to the poll stuff about donald trump and i want to give you kind of some insider perspective but i got one other story um to get to before we talk about that yeah, the Daily Coast is a left-wing site. It's named after Marcos, uh, the last three letters of his first name. Um, I think it's Melitzis. I'm not trying to say his name wrong. I just, I'm sorry. I don't really know him that well. Uh, yeah. He's a left-winger. 
But the Daily Coast ran this story to attack Donald Trump, of course, and I wanted to give you some inside baseball. I get a lot of questions, a ton, and I avoid them a little bit. I'm not because I'm avoiding you folks, but I don't like to do this. Hey, look at me. I was a Secret Service agent stuff off, and it's annoying. It's even annoying to me. But this is where I can provide you some real information. So here's the piece at Daily Coast by Walter and Eichel. Forgive me again if I'm saying your name wrong. It was from Tuesday, June 18th, 2019. Orlando wants money up front after Trump stiffs cities on campaign rally bills. Paula, do we have a fake news alarm? What? I'm sorry to create extra work for it, but can you throw that in after the show? Do we have a fake news? Joe, you had the fake news. Do you yeah, still have that? I, I still have it. I don't have it queued up, but yeah, I still have it. I'll, I'll get it ready oh, every day. Oh, we... Yeah, we the fake news alarm oh, is beautiful. Key. Paul, if you could put a glaring fake news thing on the screen right now, <laughs> I, I love you to death anyway. I can't love you anymore, but that would be awesome. This is fake news, okay? Yeah. He, the gist of the story is this. The Secret Service has security requirements for Trump's Orlando rally, which was massive. And it creates a big burden on local police departments. And these local police departments are billing Trump. I'm using air quotes because, ladies and gentlemen, that's not what happens. This mm. is fake news. Walter and Eichel doesn't know what he's talking about. These cities are billing the Secret Service for the security. And Trump is, the, Joe, Trump personally is stiffing them. Oh, yes. yes he's yeah. saying, no soup for you. No money for you guys. That dang Trump. Fake New that Trump there, there you go that's right that Trump that darn Trump <laughs> yeah. fake news folks I worked for three presidents that stinks Bill Clinton George W Bush right and Barack Obama I've been through multiple campaigns this happens every single campaign with the Secret Service every campaign a local police department through their mayor through whatever, whatever it may be, local county council, they bill the Secret Service, and the Secret Service promptly, I don't want to say this in a bad way, tells them, I'll be nice, sorry, the Secret Service budget is not big enough to pay local police departments for the security because the president travels to your hometown. This is not a new, this is a fake news story. In other words, Trump has nothing, ladies and gentlemen, zero, nothing to do with this. Hold on. Hmm? Let me draw this for those at home. Okay. On the law shipping. What you doing there, man? Zero. You can't even see. Wait, do we have a marker? Because <laughs> I need a zero. Yeah, zero. 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 Out of the zero. He has nothing to do with this at all. <laughs> Fake news. Donald Trump is not making this decision. It is a Secret Service decision because they don't have the budget. It would the Secret Service budget is about, I don't know, $1.5, $2 billion. They don't have the money. This has been going on forever. This is not unique to Trump. Do you know how many, when I was doing lead advances for Barack Obama, when you're the lead advance, you're the guy. It is your show. Mm -hmm. You're running the security. There's no extra lead advance. You're the guy. I did a lot of them overseas and in the United States. I was a lead advisor for guys. When you're coaching new guys how to do leads, we get billed all the time. And we go back and say, I'm sorry, we can't pay. We don't have the money. We just don't. So point number one, this is fake news. Trump has nothing to do with this at all. Zero. 
made up story. Secondly, even though Trump has nothing to do with this story at all, and Walter and Eichel or whatever his name is at the left wing Daily Coast is making it up. This is not new to Trump. It's been going on forever. They have always done this. The Secret Service does not have the money. On rare occasions will they compensate locals for this. Now, there's a part of you out there, a part of my audience, understandably, and Joe, you may be thinking this too. I'm not sure I don't put words in your mouth. You may be saying, well, that doesn't sound fair. It's going to cost a lot of these small towns a lot of money. You're right. It's not. But folks... What you don't know is, again, having done lead advances, it's a little bit disingenuous, the talking point. And listen, I am a Mm. conservative and a fiscal conservative. Don't dare challenge my bona fides on that. I'm the only one talking out about entitlements and anything else. Uh, I should say the only one. I don't want to be dramatic. But amongst the rhino class, they've avoided all this altogether. So my fiscal conservative bona fides are there. But the talking point that a small town is going to go bankrupt because of police department overtime on a Trump visit is a bit disingenuous. Why, folks? Because when you're the lead advance going in there, Joe, you think you're going in by yourself? You think like I was there only by myself in no. whatever, Alamogordo, New Mexico, whatever? No. Who do you think? Now, Joe, you know me well. Have I ever lived in Alamogordo, New Mexico? No, Dan, you've never been. Uh, you've oh, never lived in Alamogordo, you. New Mexico. Not a trick question. No. So if I go to Alamogordo, New Mexico to yeah. do an, a presidential advance for Donald Trump, Joe, do you think I'm sleeping in a tent on the street? Uh, no, Dan, you would not be in a tent. Question two. Not a trick, Joe. Okay. Do you think I'm eating jars of Alpo or protein bars out of a suitcase in a tent on the street? Simple answer here. Yes no, or no? No, Dan, you're not eating Alpo. Thank you. You're welcome. Do you man. think when we get, like, say we need a bike rack, a series of bike rack to set up a rope line, you know, right. the metal racks, right? Right. Joe, do you think I am flying in that bike rack from Washington, D.C. or using a local vendor down the block who can provide it? Not a trick question, Joe. Oh, Dan, I think you're going to use that local vendor. Yes, this guy would be a great secret. So Paula, add Secret Service agent to his list. Armacost, honorary Secret Service agent. Do you have any idea how much money the Secret Service, the United States, you, actually, your money. Mm, It's not the Secret Service's money. It's yours. Do you have any idea how much money they leave in these local districts? Listen, I'm not defending profligate government spending, folks. I'm just telling you the president of the United States is the president of all the United States. And he travels and it costs money. And when Secret Service, military, whammo, White House staff book up hotels for 10 square miles around a location, use local food vendors, local bike rack vendors, local tent vendors, eat up every single ounce of food in the local restaurants, I promise you, I promise you, nobody's complaining. Because I was there. The local businesses are like, thank you. You, you filled the house three nights in a row. You bet. There you so go. So please, hard pass on this billing the Secret Service thing. is It's a little bit disingenuous. I was on the other side. Believe me, the tax dollars they are raking in from food, hotels, business booms. Every- <clears throat> hey, for all of you, send us the red flags. <laughs> Red flag under the hood for review on that one. It landed on the chair behind me. <laughs> we got like 20 of these. Honorary red flags for all of you who said red flags. All right. So I've been teasing this story the whole show, but this is an important one. Uh, but 
listen, the polls, we got it. We got to cover this because these polls are being painted as apocalyptic and I want everybody to breathe easy. Here's a story from IJ about the polls in Florida. Florida polls show Trump losing by nine in 2020. Here's how far off their polling was in 2018. Story by Madison Dibble. I'll have it in the show notes for you today at Bongino.com. Ladies and gentlemen, please don't panic about the polls. There's a Florida poll, yes, showing Biden at what, 49.50 and Trump at 41. Okay. I never, Paula's going to be shocked. I didn't even, she's not prepared for this, Paula. I never in my life thought I would be, without like dropping a bomb and citing Mark Caputo, my mortal enemy in life, on the show. <laughs> I'm not, I don't have a mortal enemy. I shouldn't be dramatic. I actually ran into a guy at an airport. I'm not going to say who, but we had a friendly exchange. A guy who professes to, you know, not like me. And it was actually yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. strange, but I, I shook his hand. But, um, Caputo did on his Twitter feed had an interesting thread showing Joe how just about everybody in Florida running on a top of the ticket statewide, all the polls have been wrong. Now, Joe, Rick Scott <laughs> is a sitting United States senator from Florida, right. sitting, who just beat Bill Nelson. One of the latest polls by Bill Nelson, before latest, I mean, before the election, Scott mm-hmm. won, mm-hmm. had Bill Nelson up by what? Seven to eight points, as oh. Caputo points out there. Paul is like, I can't believe your quote is. It's a good threat. Hey, listen, uh-huh. info's info, right? The governor race in Florida. Who's the governor of Florida right now? Is it Andrew Gillum? No, it's no. not. Andrew Gillum is not the governor of Florida. Andrew Gillum was the Democrat. The governor is uh, my man, Ron DeSantis, great conservative, just banned sanctuary cities here in Florida. Ron DeSantis was down by eight to nine points in polls to Andrew Gillum and Ron DeSantis mm-hmm. won. Ladies and gentlemen, These are not great polls. We shouldn't be celebrating it, but let's not be dramatic. I'll give you the bad news. I just gave you the good. The good news is these polls are, everybody take a time out on them. And um, one other good piece of good news, when your opponent is not above 50 in a poll, which Biden isn't, he's hovering Mm -hmm. around there. Yeah. It's not a catastrophe. Undecideds will typically break for an incumbent in a good economy at the last minute. Relax. I'm not telling you, my own, it's condescending, but to the liberals out there, take it easy. I'm not jumping on either end right now. We got a year and a half after the election. Anything could happen. But these liberals celebrating these stupid polls, he's nine points. He is not bank on it. Unless there's a catastrophic recession, God forbid. Trump is not losing Florida by nine points. It's just dumb. Take it easy. Here, take it easy. We haven't said that in a long time. No, we haven't. Take it easy. Here's a little bit of the bad news, mm-hmm. though, because, again, I want to give you both sides. We shouldn't ignore it either. If we sit there, ladies and gentlemen, and do what Democrats did with the Hillary Trump election, I don't need to there vote. There you go. Hillary's got a, what was it, Joe, a 98% chance of winning. Chris Saliza at the Washington Post and Aaron Blake wrote a piece. Trump has a 0% chance of winning. Mm-hmm. That's an actual piece at the Washington Post, by the way. I'll send that to Paul after the show. We'll put it in on YouTube, youtube.com slash Bungie. It's an actual piece. What happened, Joe? A lot of Democrats in swing states said, ah, vote schmote. You know, I don't need to show up. <laughs> Hillary's going to win it around. They had Hillary winning Arizona. I think they had at some point Hillary competing in Texas. Trump won Texas by what, 10 or 12? Folks, let this scare you. Yes, the libs are being ridiculous with these polls, but I want this to scare you for good reasons. I want you to say to yourself, gosh, what if this is accurate? Mm -hmm. And if it is, that means we got work to do, right? 
That means you got to get out and register voters. You got to get out and pledge to vote. You got to get the Trump campaign some of your some of your data. You know, donate if you need to. Knock on doors. This should scare you a little bit. And a little note of caution. I ran into a gentleman at the airport, very nice guy named Pete. I won't give his last name, obviously, but I was flying out of LaGuardia. He recognized me from Fox. We got chatting and we share a mutual friend. And he said, I don't believe those polls. The last ones are way off. Folks, again, I'm trying to scare you a little bit, so don't take this the wrong way. I told Pete, no, 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 no. Don't go by the last election's polls. One, the national polls on Trump Hillary were right. Mm -hmm. The state polls were way off. But there's a reason, folks, the state polls were way off on Trump in the last election. Joe knows what it is. We've talked about it on this show. But for you new listeners, Mm -hmm. I ran in that election for Congress. Mm -hmm. We went and knocked on a ton of doors. I got a walk list of registered likely voters. I walked past tons of houses with Trump signs that were not on my walk list. How is that? How's a guy with a Trump sign literally in his lawn not a likely voter? Well, I figured it out when I went and started knocking on those doors and said, you're not on my list here as a voter. Why do you have a Trump sign up? Guys, I've never voted before. Are you voting now? You're damn right. In other words, folks, those last Mm -hmm. polls at the state level, I'm telling you were off because they didn't know what the voter pool was going to look like because these people hadn't voted before. A lot of them. A note of caution on this one before you throw these polls out the window. Let it scare you a little bit. These polls have a decent idea of what the electorate's going to look like now, Joe. Why? Hmm. They just voted for Trump in the last election. Let it scare you a little bit. Please. We can't lose this. Use it as a reason to go out and start knocking on doors now. Don't just casually, and I'm not knocking Pete. Pete was a nice guy. But don't just casually, oh, these polls don't mean anything. No, they do. Mm Mm-hmm. They're not in any way dispositive, and he is not losing Florida by now. He's not losing Florida at all. But that's going to be because of action on your part. The do matters. Talk is cheap. Let this seep into your skin and let this uh, be an impetus for you to get out and do something. Follow the Dan Bongino 10-10-10 rule. Make it a point every month to either email, make 10 social media posts, or call 10 people. Email 10 people, call 10 people, or on social media, make 10 posts about the importance of voting in the upcoming election and the things Trump has done for the economy. You do that every month, even if everyone listening, we have hundreds of thousands, literally, I'm not making this up in this audience, hundreds of thousands of people. If you all made a point to do this from now to the election, you could sway hundreds of thousands of voters in key states. Let these polls scare you even though they are a bit ridiculous. Let it sink in. Hey, thank you again. I really appreciate your patience when I travel on the road and your continued loyalty to the show. Um, It means the world to me. It allows me to get out there and get my voice out to a different set of audiences. But I always, always, always want to get you a show too. So I really appreciate your loyalty. Please subscribe to the show, youtube.com slash Bongino, and subscribe to our audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, SoundCloud. And please share our content. It means the world to us. It's those subscriptions though. They're all free, by the way, that drive us up the charts and allow other people to find our show on these top charts uh, aggregators. Thanks so much, folks. Joe, welcome back. It was hey. great to have you back on yeah, the show again to today. Back. We missed Thanks, you. Man. The audience missed you, too. Oh, and uh, you. me and Joe and Paula will be back with you tomorrow.
See y'all later. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.